All right, we are live uh, here at uh, Sing Talk. I'm really happy with uh, the fact that these two guests were able to take time out of their schedules and come and chat with us today. Uh, first of all, thank you to my wife for being here and co-hosting today. And uh, welcome, everyone. I would like to introduce you to J.Q. Smith and Tony Dixon. And, you know, I was going to, you know, I got a little couple bullet points about who you guys are. But how about, uh, let's start with you. JQ, just tell us a little um, bit about your past and a little bit of what you've done. So we're just talking uh, professionally. Well, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> you know, please. I'm I interested like in some of the others. Right, right. Um, shoot, professionally. Okay, well, my name's JQ Smith. Uh, I am a songwriter, singer, producer. Um, I have worked with a couple of people. Um, I wrote along with Tony, uh, Best Thing I Never Had for Beyonce. I did Yeah for Usher, Like a Boy for Sierra, Icebox for Marion, Radar for Britney Spears, amongst other records. Um, shit, I think that's it. Oh, can I curse? Am you I can say whatever you want. Okay. I love how on your Instagram, because this is the only way I found out about this, uh, you start with Proud husband oh absolutely i mean be clear i i i enjoy my job you know and a lot of people don't get to do that but for me it is a means to an end my goal is to be the best father and husband i can be and i'm blessed that something that i like to do helps yeah. get you there like that, yeah so. But yeah. for all the things I've I've produced or co-produced, my children would probably be the uh, co-produced. Co yeah. <laughs> my wife That's did nice. most of the heavy she, <laughs> she, she gets nice. some credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Nice. Yes. And JQ, where's your favorite place to go outside of LA? Uh, outside of LA, Tokyo. Oh damn! It. I thought you were gonna say the Blissful Bear. Well, anyway, we'll come back to that. <laughs> oh, see, you have to say in California. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm out there fishing. So, oh, I bro, know. when I tell you. I've actually, I came back and I told Tony about the place. I showed him yeah. pictures. I was like, we've got to go here. You went with gotta... Billy? Oh, what? Uh, isn't it great? What? It is amazing. We're just trying to make you feel bad. Tony. You're right. Yeah. I see. It, it is so amazing. Fun. I worked out up there. there. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> the, invi the invite's open to you, too, there. So, <laughs> Tony, tell us about you a little bit. Uh, okay, my name is Tony Dixon, for those who don't know. Um, I'm a producer, songwriter as well, musician. Arranger, composer, um, vocal producer. Damn, you got a couple more titles <laughs> than I got. Um, Have you ever co-produced a kid? No. <laughs> Boom. As far as you know. Yeah. Oh no, I know. <laughs> no. Don't do twenty three and me. <laughs> right. <know>. Don't. <laughs> this list comes up. I'm like, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Yeah, but um, um, musically. I've been able to work with a little bit of everyone. I, I love the fact that um, God has taken me on a route that hasn't allowed my music career to be in a box. So I've done gospel music, I do R&B, I've done hip hop, I've done pop, I've done adult contemporary, I've done a little bit of everything. But I've worked with artists uh, like we were saying, Beyonce, Chris Brown, Ariana Grande, um, and then on the other side, someone like Baby, Kenneth, uh, baby Faith. Okay. <laughs> and, you're, <laughs> baby. and you're working with him. Baby. You work for him or you work just no, out of his we, studio? We actually have a, a company together, so we're business partners. Oh, okay. Partners Here's the fun well. part. Once you start working, or write, for me, writing with Kenny, you definitely feel like you're working for him. Yeah, there's no way you're not working <laughs> for him. <but> yeah. <laughs> that's the dynamic. Yeah, that's yes. the dynamic. Yeah, that's okay. Serious that's person. okay. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, if you're going to work for someone, that's, that's the dream. Yeah, that's the so, one. But yeah. yeah, we've been working together for about 10 years now, actually. And, um, and then I've worked with Tony Braxton and Celine Dion. I got to work on Aretha Franklin's last project before she passed. Wow. Um, Johnny Mathis. Wow. Um, then Mary Mary, Smokey Norfolk, Marvin Sapp. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm 43 years old. How did you guys meet, by the way? I mean, um, how tell the story. I like his side of the story. We met through a 
common friend of ours. Through a common friend, um, songwriter, artist named Carrie Hilson. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie and I have been working together forever. Uh, she's actually like the godmother to my children. Um, but I was out here in L.A. Can you godfather to a co-produced thing? Check I, think, I just wonder if I can. I think you can. Slightly confused by that question, right. but I think yes is the answer. <laughs> um, but no, we were out here. I was out here working, and I got a call from Carrie. It was like, hey, I'm going over to the studio. I would absolutely love it if you could come with me because it's just a bunch of dudes, and I don't want to go by myself. So I was like, yeah, easy. You know, I'll slide mm-hmm. through for a little bit and, you know, went through there. Met everybody, which was really cool. Uh, but when I met Tony, clicked. Um, Tony, that I am lame yeah. as hell. <laughs> Tony is equally Tony is lamer because <laughs> he's tall and good looking and still doesn't do anything. So I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do I don't do anything. Yeah. Um, and it's not very often, at least in a lot of the rooms that I end up in, that you find a bunch of people that are kind of on the same page. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Where did that come from for both of you? The don't, not drinking, not smoking yeah, and all that? Yeah, I mean, especially in the world of music. I mean, Shannon just laughs and rolls her eyes at me, but I saw cocaine for the first time just a few years ago. I haven't even seen cocaine, let yeah. alone right. take anything. But I'm saying, no, she just thinks that, you know, I'm like, you know, you know, right. some sort of innocent little farm boy from right. Utah, which it's not that far yeah, off. It is. Um, but I mean, how does it happen that you guys just make a decision? Is it a conscious decision or you just never slid into it and didn't care? Um, for me, it was a, uh, I guess a bit of both. You know, I, it never made sense to me. You know, in high school, where I went to high school, everybody got drunk. Yeah. You know, on the weekends. And it just took me a couple of times to see some people drunk and throwing up and falling all over the place and would go, that does not look like fun. Mm-hmm. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Alabama. Well, I'm an army brat. Okay. So, so all over. I was born in North Carolina, but North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Chicago, Germany. Uh, Germany for four and a half years. Wow. Do you speak German? Uh, no, I, st- I can still count. I don't know why. <laughs> I can still count. That's the only thing that stuck with me. Huh. But, yeah, I never. So you just didn't slide into it? Yeah, it just it didn't make sense. Like, it just never made sense. That's one that time that I wanted you to do it. It was just like. It was, well, for, for me, partly it was my faith. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I grew up in a, in a Christian background and, you know, my family. And so it was never around me. So I was never really exposed to it. It was never nothing I ever had to struggle with. You know, I never saw my parents drinking or smoking or anything like that. So, um, and then um, being that my mother was a nurse that worked with a lot of um, urgent care patients, and she used to expose me to that at a really young age. And I remember for whatever reason, she I remember being in the trauma yeah. yeah, I remember being in the trauma unit as a kid, and I remember a doctor pulling me aside, and he, he gave me this, I don't know why I remembered it, but he said, did you know that about 60% of the people that come in here are drug or alcohol related? And mm-hmm. it stuck with me. And I was like, this will not be me. <laughs> yeah. If I'm in here, it's not for that. Yeah. Got you know? the other. Right. And, and as the older I got, it was, just, it was very That's similar to Interesting two. choice to, to not do that. And my, A, why you guys connected, but B, why you've had so much success is because it hasn't gotten in the way. I don't know about that. <laughs> really? <laughs> it could be. I mean, you know, I mean, I maybe think, I'm wrong. Look, I, you know, I, if we were in New York one time, the, the only time I've ever wanted to actually take a drink. I was in New York uh, working with a producer named Tricky. Uh, I was with Tricky in the Dream, and we were working on Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. And Kelly makes this this drink. I'm not going to say what the drink is because it's everybody lost their mind over how amazing it was. Sweet so, I, yes. Mm-hmm. So I wanted one, but it just didn't. It was fun as well. Like it was a slushy. Okay. And yeah. everybody's like, "Yo, it just tastes like." Was it pink? No. Okay. It was like her, it's her thing. <laughs> right. So I was I was blown away, and I, I, I'm looking at him like, yo, that just looks so good. Yeah. And Dream pulls me aside and goes, Q, because we've known just each other for a long away. time. No, he goes, oh. Q, second I started drinking, I became rich. 
<laughs> in that right, moment, <laughs> that made so much sense to me. I was like, he's right. I could be rich, too. If I just yeah. go ahead and take if a I drink, I should drink. And I got ready to, Kelly made me one, and I got ready to drink. And Tricky, who had been trying to get me just because I never drank, yeah. trying to get me to take a drink forever, walked in the room. Mm. And right as I was about to take the drink, he grabbed my hand and was like, yo, Patron is not the way you get into the game. <laughs> he was like, this isn't the one. Actually, it would have cured you. Right? <laughs> it would have cured you. Right. It's like a parent who gets a kid smoking and says, then smoke the whole pack. And when you're done, you don't want to <sighs> oh, smoke again. again. Yeah. Patron, you know, yeah. anyhow, especially if you haven't drunk before. But. The other thing for us, too, I think, um, as you get older and wiser, you realize, like, one of the things that is really dear to both of our hearts is that you realize that being sober-minded and so and physically healthy is important because if this shuts down, that's one of his, quote, his biggest mm -hmm. quotes, is if this shuts down, everything shuts down. Yeah, right. So the truth is there is certain amount of um, legitimacy to what you're saying. For To be able to last long-term, I think you have to be, either have to be able to really manage that yeah. or stay away from it because... Um, it can get in the way. I've seen it hinder certain. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and there's plenty of people who manage it. Yeah. But yeah. when you cross the line and it's managing you, and it's, right. it's hard for people to even know they've crossed the line. But there's right. a point where it owns you. But yeah. and for so. some people, you never know what that line is. And I just never wanted to test it. Yeah. Because, yeah, 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 what's the point? And if I if I find out that I cross the line and I can't right. come back, then what do I do about that? Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Well, the, when I first saw the little white lines, they said, you want some? And I thought to myself, so, I can try it, self. Right. I can right. try it and I'll either love it and now I got something else I got to worry about right. or I'm going to hate it and what's the point? So right. yeah. anyway, yeah. but circling back around, one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys together in here because you guys' conversation and chat at Vocalize You's Artist Intensive this year, yeah. mm -hmm. just watching you two together, which is why I was like, what's the connection here? You guys clearly had a connection in chemistry yeah. and it's obviously, you know, parlayed into making some great music and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I want to really kind of focus this towards the vocal production mm -hmm. side of things. Okay. But but the chemistry between you guys was undeniable. You guys the, were... The, the best part, I think, has been, like, Tony's my friend. I like, Tony is one of my closest friends. Right. Um, it's never, for us, it's never been about music. Ever. Like, if we make some music... It's a byproduct. Cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I just like... Spending time out with Tony. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gets my jokes, right. which is amazing. Not many people get them. Right. The kids don't. The wife doesn't. <laughs> not allowed to tell the kids my jokes. Oh, I see. <laughs> but it's just, and we're, we're, we're like-minded in a lot of ways, and the ways that we aren't like-minded. Doesn't matter. It's, yeah, we, we're able to have, like, conversations and nobody get upset. It never goes to some, never yeah. goes to some crazy level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You realize that, um, like you were saying, our friendship is first, and it has been. We've been friends for 15 years now, mm -hmm. so it's not like this is, you know, it, it's common ground. We hang out outside of doing music, and um, the the ability to accept each other's flaws and good and bad. Yeah. Well, you know, you, that's what everybody's you ever, for. Yeah. Have you ever had a... Uh, not that I can think of. I don't think so, the, but that's... That's one of the amazing things. Yeah. Like it's, it takes a lot to get right. Tony to that point, and yeah. it takes a lot to get me that way. Right. Like we can disagree and just be like, "Well, look, it's just something that we're not gonna see eye to eye on." And move mm -hmm. on. Like, all right, well, you still hungry? Right. Yeah. And we just, gonna, right. you know, but it's yeah. never, yeah, yeah, never, never gets, never gets yeah. there. It's never. And that anything personal. we've ever had creatively or. Um, even business-wise, we've been able to talk directly about and yeah. literally a squash like that. So in this studio, mm -hmm. um, have you guys produced vocals together or do you guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. Because <laughs> clearly vocal production is subjective, right? Yes. And that's the magic of great vocal producers. As a vocal coach, mm -hmm. I'm sitting here developing artists in sort of a way to give them the strength, the skills, the whatever. And then I, I stand back and I watch vocal producers right. who take that and turn it into magic. Mm -hmm. um, I am, I am um, always, well, I guess with the, with the upper level. I'm yeah. always super impressed on how do they even think to pull that out of them? 
what is vocal production? So, well, and that's. So a, you want to get vocal. <coughs> well, what when you take a singer and you develop them, you give. From my perspective, I give them the skills. It's like I'm a I'm, I'm a fitness coach, mm -hmm. and then I turn them over to the defensive team or the right. whatever, and they turn that athlete into whatever sport they're playing in the best yeah. in the world, a, a diving coach or whatever. But, so, but what does it look like? like what are, you, are you like, like tuning them or are you telling to them to sing in a certain way? Or? To me, a bit of both. Um, to me, and this has always been like just my, my thought process when it comes to vocal production, I tell everybody that I sit down with and I tell them this in the beginning. You know, that is a, a song is... <laughs> a song a song is like a three minute four minute audible movie that is what it is and what I need is for you to get in character I need you I need an Oscar performance what I is your motivation exactly I think a lot of times um, you'll find a lot of people that, that sing amazingly like have the most tremendous voices in the world that will never do anything more than sing backup for people mm -hmm. and sing in church choirs and sing wherever. Because there's not something unique enough? or N Not just unique enough, but un having something unique is very important. But the most important thing is that I believe you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your ability, music has one job, in, one, in my opinion, it has one job and one job only, and that is to make you feel something. Mm -hmm. So you can sound amazing, but if right. you can't make me feel something, yeah. if I'm not if I'm not ready to invest emotionally, I am not gonna invest monetarily. Have you so have you had that happen where you're like, I can't get this person to no. get behind it? No. So you have do you have little tricks that you do to oh, get Oh absolutely. Them? I think yeah. we all have little things that we figure out along the way. Like one of the first conversations that I always have is sit down and I'll I'll look you in the face and tell you, look. My job is to get this performance out of you. Mm -hmm. Like I need, because we got to trust each other. I'll clear the entire room so there's nobody but me and you. Because there's some things I may ask you to do that make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Make you feel silly. But I need you to trust me. Because there is only one person who wants you to sound great more than you. And that's me. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't sound good after this is all over, you still get to work with you again. Right. It's my it's my job. I'm the one that failed. What do you think is the big is it is it fear? Is it ego? Is it like what's blocking them from the good performance? A lot of people there's definitely a lot of ego. There's definitely fear. People don't like to get outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. Most people like to live in their wheelhouse. Oh yeah, and they get like, like feral. I sing if they're really strong pushed. and you know, I have a lot of runs. This is, this is so what I do. So mm. when it's time to sing, ah, Hey, what I need for you is I need like damn near a whisper. I need you to bring it way down. I, this is an intimate moment. Right. So all that power and screaming is not helpful. Celine, listen. <laughs> um, so it's like it's crazy. Right. Yeah. But, but right? Yeah. You guys have to let that go yeah. too. Have you ever been working together where you feel it and you're not feeling it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, so all how does that work itself out? Well, you're like the parents. You have to go talk about it outside of the No, room. no. Because no. usually what will happen with us, first of all, we are now at the, the point in our careers where we only work with people we respect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, of, of course we want to like them. Like Dave but, and right, I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So okay. It's about respect. So when he gives his opinion, let's just say if I'm, if I'm recording someone and he gives his opinion on what he thinks I should do with a vocal or a harmony or whatever, or where the song should go, I know it comes from a place of wanting the best for the song, which we always say song first. Mm -hmm. And it comes from someone that I respect. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, a lot of times what I do is I take the approach of let's try it, let's listen to it, see what the common ground is. Mm -hmm. If it worked out, great. If not, we got the recording, I can move on. Right. You know, I don't really... When you say, uh, let's try it, are you talking the song? Are you talking a bit of a song? You're talking a chorus? Or is it whatever, all whatever, the, whatever the note was. Yeah, whatever the note was, or the, yeah. the, the, the disparity we, had, yeah. we, thought we may have had. If you went okay. from high to a whisper. Yeah, it could be a high to a whisper, or okay. maybe a, like, a, a chord change, or yeah. maybe a way I did a harmony, a background So it's harmony. micro, not macro. No, it could be both. It, it could be, be both. Yeah, either okay. It could be either or. Yeah. And, and one of the things specifically with, uh, with Tony and my dynamic um, 
is that I've also learned, you know, over the years that we don't always approach things the same way. Right. It's like, <clears throat> it's like, what's five plus five? Do you need help? <laughs> what's three plus seven? Yeah. What's eight plus two? Right. There are different ways to, to approach to things right. to get to the same place. So in a lot of cases, mm -hmm. what I've learned is if Tony does something and I'm like, uh, well, maybe let me sit back and be quiet for a while. It's like you can't. You might both go the same right. way. If, yeah. if he's in the middle of painting and I'm like, yo, I don't. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's detrimental. Yeah, you don't even process. know what's going to happen yet. Let yeah. me paint the picture. Let, let picture. me. Yeah. 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 So I step back and I want to say eight times out of ten. Yeah. I just step back, it's exactly where it Amazing. we wanted to get to. Anyway. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. even that's like a lot of times, and I know it. W I would think I've never asked Tony about this, but if I'm cutting the vocal, and I do something that he's not crazy about, I may get a little further into it and go, mm -mm, "That's not right," and go back and change what he heard anyway mm -hmm. you know sometimes you just you know well i think that's a special relationship it. because that's you know yeah. i can't I do that when unusual. dave's driving <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't I even know actually, right? like, we don't have time like, on that you sit all. back huh right. <laughs> all right yeah. i don't that. even drive when she's in the car anymore. <laughs> yeah we just <laughs> we want just sit there. to last yeah i i think i um like for example if he's vocal producing i usually tend to leave the room for that exact reason let him finish his thought because, like you just said, I'm, I'm confident and I respect him enough to know that we will ultimately get to the same goal. And even if we're just a little bit off, once he's finished his thought, then I can come in and say, well, why don't we change this or why don't we mm -hmm. do this? But not not in the in the process in the of creating yeah. it. Yeah. That's the worst thing you could do to me. Because it'll just shut yeah, it down. it'll shut it down. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah, so it's like you got to get... The studio is always interesting, though, right? Yeah. The, the dynamics in the studio and mm -hmm. how quickly things yes. seem to get tense or not. Yeah. Right. You know, but you also you wouldn't, I would imagine you wouldn't want you two arguing, well, not arguing, not right. arguing, but like disagreeing when the singer's got to trust that you guys have the... Yeah. In right. most cases, if there's a, if there's a, if there's a place that we don't agree or there's a disagreement somewhere, it's usually, I would say, with the artist, more so with, with us. Any, yeah, than with yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. It's usually the artist saying, no, yeah. no. Was there a whole, they got a tighter grip, right? Were you like, all right, do me a favor, give, get, give me that vocal one more time. No, I think that was it. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. okay, I like that. Uh -huh. I, like I like where you're so going. I'm, so like what I'm going to do going. is I'm going to save it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to save that it's right here. Yeah. Let me play it for you again. Yeah. Uh -huh. See, right there. Now, could you try to give it got to it me Got it in a box. Yeah. 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 So the dynamic with the singer when it's an up-and-coming singer, that's a different dynamic than yeah. a Beyonce. Okay. Right? Sometimes. <clears throat> the only reason that it's usually different, and I know this is going to sound counterintuitive, is Beyonce won't question you. Really? Hmm. Beyonce won't question you. I've learned that most of the upper tier, they've gotten to the point of being comfortable enough with themselves that they understand, all right, this... For right now, for, for right now, for today, this is the job that I'm doing. Right. I'm going to do this to the mm -hmm. best of my ability. If you're in the room, then you're amazing at what you do. Right. I'm going to let you I'm going to trust your you job. to do your yeah. job. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good advice for up-and-coming singers then, right? To just mm -hmm. trust. Although they, won't, they wouldn't have JQ and Tony. They, who knows what they would have, right? I guess that's part of that. Well, I mean, you guys are interested in up-and-coming singers, right? Absolutely. I mean, oh, absolutely. That's, that's kind of... The future, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, truth is, at some point in time, we were all up and coming, right? So, right. but also, we're always looking for the up and comers because that's where I mean, it gets filtered, but that's where you find the next Beyonce. No ne question. We've yeah. got Beyonce, the next Beyonce, or, or Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, that's a nice one. So, um, how do we? You'd mentioned some of the tricks that you use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I'd love to know little tricks that you guys both use, but how can are, are some of those tricks ones that do drill down into newer, younger, up-and-coming singers? Or are they tricks? Oh, yeah. I mean, some of them do, some of them don't. It depends on what you're doing. So, for example, um, and another reason why we work so well together, when we start a record, we usually come from a place of let's picture the movie in our head, right? So if you try to figure out 
what are we trying to convey with this particular mm -hmm. message? Um, what is the mood of the movie? Like he said, the Ottawa yeah. movie. Is it is it a soft song? Is it an intimate song? Is this a big power ballad? Is this right. a tempo party record? All of those things we consider in the process of creating the songs as well. So it's not like we just come in as vocal producers. Right. We come in, we start usually from the inception of the record. So we know exactly where ultimately where we think we want By to go. By record, right. you mean like the full album? Are you talking about the full one song? The, the one song. Yeah, song. one song. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the production of that particular song. So um, it could be, for example, if I'll give like a, a little minor tip. Let's say, for example, um, we're doing a song that requires someone to hit a low note that they can't quite hit. A lot of times I'll tell them to tuck, tuck their chin in because for whatever reason that opens up the vocal and they can sometimes hit that mm -hmm. note that they normally couldn't hit. You know, if it's or if there's a note just with the tips, there's a higher note and they keep missing it going flat, have no idea why this works, raise your eyebrows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Raise your eyebrows. They raise their eyebrows, and for some reason, it's right. just on their mind, and they're sitting. I'm on gonna the try that in the car yeah. Yeah. next time. How, how do you decide when you hear a, a line and you go, "God, I love the line. It's delivered well. It's pitchy, mm -hmm. but it's delivered mm -hmm. really, really well." Right. Your, where's that threshold? You go, "It's fine. We can tune it. It's fine." The feeling. <laughs> yes. And, and and do you go do you go it's just too flat on this one and it's the artifacts are going to be too much or do you just go it's delivered me, so well we'll just tune it if it is delivered masterfully I don't care about anything else really like we can hmm. get we can and I mean when change? when we started yeah when we started that wasn't the case right but with where technology is now and also your experience. Well, and my experience, um, but specifically about if they're singing, if the note is flat or sharp, or if they they didn't nail the actual note, but they delivered the performance well. Right. We can, we can get around a note. Right. Yeah. We can get around a note, but if you are bland, there's literally <laughs> no point. Have right. you dealt with bland? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times you start with bland. We have jobs. I get a lot of vocal production work because there's a decent amount of bland. I'm very good at make if you can sing at all, mm. I can make you sound like the radio. Mm. I'm very good how much at that. <laughs> I'm right. very good at that. Yeah. It, so there's never been a threshold where you just went there's I can't do it. It's not for me. Yes. I think that's part of being good at what you do. Too, yes. Knowing, Saying no. Knowing yeah. when that's not within yeah. your, your frame. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've only run across, run across one artist. I will not mention their name, but I've run across one artist that made me feel that. Like, as a rule of thumb, for me, it's as long I am willing to work as long as you are willing mm -hmm. to work. Mm -hmm. The second yeah. it turns into you You're not caring, if I care more than you yeah. care, yeah. then I'm done. Right. Yeah. 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 But to me, the studio is where you make all the mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's where you figure it out. Right. You know, the in most cases, the artists have sat down with someone like you, so we know you have the ability. That's, to me, that's really one of the hardest things. Most artists that come in the studio, specifically new artists, believe for some reason your ability to sing means you should be an artist. Yeah. That is not the case. In a lot of cases, what is you're over singing. Thing? What is an artist? <clears throat> There's different now. Yeah. There's I believe in today's markets you today's market you have artists and you have acts. Hmm. And I think there are more acts being signed now. You know what I mean? I what believe is that? What is that I believe mean? Beyonce is an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, Adele mm -hmm. is an artist. Uh, Bruno Mars mm -hmm. is an artist. But then you have, and no disrespect to to anyone, but then you have some. You have some cases where the song is great, mm -hmm. but you never hear from the person singing it again. Mm, right. Well, what about? So are you saying like maybe some of the K-pop things? Those are more like acts. New okay, K-pop. So no, I but do some of the big decent groups. amount of work in... No, I, I mean, like Rain, some of those guys are awesome. I mean the no, big I, groups. No, no because... Acts. No, um, because I, I, a lot of people don't know, at least with the company that I work with over there a lot. Who do you They work with start uh, SM, okay. company SM. They start pretty much going to school for nothing but oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's true. At like 
nine years old. Yeah. Nine or ten. And they're doing nothing but being drilled on singing, stage performance, how so to deal with me, how to do how to do all of that. So and that's at a certain point at like fourteen or fifteen, if it started out with eight or ten and you've been doing this for six years, they you come in and you sing again and they go, Okay. We're keeping you. You guys, no thank you. We're keeping you. you. Yeah. So, so what is an act? Tell me in both of your opinion, what's an act? I mean, without putting somebody down, because I don't, yeah. I don't think we're saying one's better than the no, other. No, not at all. They're just things. different. So what is an act? Give me, a, give me an idea of what you guys see as an act. Because, well, and me, again, I don't. I'm not saying one's better than yeah. the other. Yeah. Well, for me, to go back to, to kind of the, the beginning question about an artist, to me, an artist has a perspective, mm-hmm. a, a, a message, a point of view. Yeah. Um, I think it's very difficult. And it's something that comes innately from them. So, for example, if we mention the name Beyonce, there's usually one or two words that come to your mind about that particular artist mm-hmm. that makes you say, ah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what they've got. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look. That's what I look at as an artist. There's a perspective. They have a point of view. They have something to say. Um, an act, to me, tends to be, um, their perspectives tends to be given to them mm-hmm. from someone else. I see. They're so an instrument. They're, yeah, they're an instrument. Exactly. Yeah. They're more of a vessel that's been put together. You know, if it's been put together mm-hmm. or manufactured, um, it could be, like you said, it could be a group that was put together or formulated, um, or it could be that you had some brothers and sisters who got together who happened to be incredible together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of it's so, so, so about So if you take like um, Fifth Harmony, right? Maybe that was an act to begin with, and then you start pulling out of them. Right. They became artists. That's yes. a great example. Yes. That's a great and there's example. nothing wrong with either thing. Without it. Just... They both work. They both serve a purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I completely agree. That's yeah. a great example. Okay. So you have it where an act is put together, but that doesn't mean that the act isn't composed or um, built up of artists. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And what we've gotten to see... I think from it's like hard a... for artists, though, to stay... I mean, I'm guessing, but, you know, like mm-hmm. Fifth Harmony, as they start to develop an opinion, each of them individually, it's harder to stay as an actor, as a group. Well, to me, it's, it's Although, to me, it's, it is just the nature, like the nature of the organism. Like, it, it grows, you know, yeah. sometimes it grows one way, sometimes it grows a different way. Like, I don't think everything is supposed to be forever. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Except, th- for marriage, except, right? for yeah, except for marriage. Except for marriage. Right? Except for marriage. Um I think it's I think it's the way the way that it works. I think it worked the way that it was supposed to work. Yeah. Is it, you know and truth I mean? be told, there's very few groups, if you want to go into the group area, there's very few groups that last for a long time anyway. All right. Um, for that exact reason, like you, you grow, you have different things that you want to do, different things you want to pursue, yeah. your perspective changes. Your agenda changes. Yeah, your agenda changes. Because a lot of times, like for example, if you look at those acts that are manufactured, most of the time they came in with the goal of being a solo artist anyway. And this was a means to an end. It's like, oh, well, I get to be on TV, I get exposure, that uh, maybe yeah. I wasn't going to get as a so, business. Yeah, so yeah. let me do what I got to do. But that doesn't mean in the back of their mind the entire time. I'm ready for my solo moment. Right. You know, I'm thinking about it or developing it. Right. So, and as a group, usually what I've seen from the experience is the groups, after a while, usually those things can start to show. Yeah. You know, certain ones won't show up to certain uh, events. They won't come to certain performances. <laughs> yeah. or, or I feel like I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. You know, you'll start to see more people performing. You know, I know exactly it happens what, all the time. Yeah. I know exactly what artists <laughs> yeah. you're talking yeah. about. Maybe one throws a fit and yeah. slams the door and yeah. tells the other. Yeah. Well, and, and for the fans, they just want a reunion. Yeah, they you don't know. care. Yes. They just yeah. get the five of them back together. Of course. And four Where of them did... are like, okay, and one of them is like, It'll never it doesn't happen. fit my yeah. artist agenda anymore. Yeah, and then there's one that's just really sad because that's all they wanted was the group. Yeah, what? True. Where did you guys and start? Like, too. did you think you'd be doing what you're doing now, or did your careers kind of? You always you were like born and you're like I want to be a. No. Oh, totally no. No, I never, I never wanted to be a songwriter. I never. This is definitely not what I wanted. What did you want? Uh, I wanted to be an exec. Once I figured out I liked the music business, I wanted to be an executive. What does that mean? I, um, I Make a decision maker? Money maker? I wanted to be... I wanted to be an attorney. Really? Oh. Yes. And then, you know, I messed, kind of around, I messed around. After like I messed around. After I got a chance to see the business. Absolutely. Hmm. 
Absolutely. I, I got to, um, in college, I got to see my brother uh, showcase for Warner Brothers. And that just changed my perspective about everything because for me, being a kid coming from a small town in Alabama, the music business seemed fourth million miles yeah, away. Yeah. So it just yeah. didn't seem like reality. Right. So the second that I saw it was it was close, it was real, it was tangible, um, then I wanted to be an executive. I wasn't exactly sure how to do it, and I always feel like you need uh, a plan. I looked around, and what was closest to me that seemed real to me was uh, Kenny in L.A., mm. uh, baby, L.A. Mm-hmm. and Babyface. Mm-hmm. And when I did all the little homework that I could do at that time, what I saw was they were artists, then they were songwriter producers, were then they were executives. So there were some steps. Okay, boom, yeah. that's what I got to do. I got to be an artist. I can sing. So I went and I got a deal, wow. and then I started writing songs. And then I didn't suck at writing songs, and people started giving me money. So I just <laughs> hung but out you, writing but songs. But you must have than. a pa- you must love it, right? Or not I you must, love but. I love the life it affords me. I love the fact that if I get a call from my son and he's had a bad day at school, you can take. I can off. call Tony and say, "I'm sorry, I'm not working Aww. today." Yeah. yeah, that's a you great know, lifestyle. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love would, the fact would, would that I get guys, to see people yeah. that, I, that I really like. Would you have, either of you guys want to run a label like L.A. did? <sighs> Not me I would like to get my feet wet first. Because the one thing, the older I get, the more that I realize is I don't know anything. Yeah. So even though, yeah. We've been, mm-hmm. even though we've been in the music business for a while and we've been to the Grammys a few times and won... A bunch of awards and sold millions of albums. There's so it's like working out. You know, you may cycle every day. You may be the most incredible cyclist ever. But when you go to the gym and you start to do something that you haven't been doing, it feels like you're starting over. You know, right. so there's a lot that you know we've learned uh-huh. that what is we'll that trans- day we'll to translate. Day look like and yeah. yeah. Yeah, for and see for me, I think um with respect to what you were saying before about me getting in the business, my getting in the business started, came, and was birthed out of losing my father. Mm. So it, it became the thing that I was able to do that I was finally able to express myself and, mm-hmm. you know, I dove into it really heavy and, you know, got into the creative process. And so it was kind of something that a passion can, kind of came from pain, which to me happens with a lot of artists. Oh, yeah. yeah, A lot of artists start from a place of pain. So for me, that's what music did. It was... It was my my therapy, my medication. It was my my alcohol. It was my everything. <laughs> so, um, and because I dove into it and I loved it as much as I did, I got good at it pretty quickly. And then I realized, oh, like he was saying, oh, I actually can make a career out of this because I really didn't get into it seriously until I was I was actually in college. Mm-hmm. I got my degree in business management. It had nothing to do did with you really, yeah. And I really dove into it while I was in college. Where'd you go to school? Hampton University in Virginia. Where did you grow up? Because I think I missed that. I'm from Denver, Denver, Colorado. Oh, you're from Denver. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Born and raised in Denver, and then I um, I went to college in Hampton, and um, I'm trying to get make the story a little shorter. I met <laughs> while I was at Hampton at that particular time. Teddy Riley ran Virginia. Okay. So. Anybody that wanted to do anything musically, you pretty much ran through them. Pharrell and, you know, the all Neptunes were there. Roddy yeah. Jerkins was out there. Yeah. Timbaland, Devontae, all of them were out there at that particular time. Well, I, I got to meet Teddy because Blackstreet used to rehearse at our, at our auditorium. So while I was creating my little demos and things like that, I would sit outside and wait for them to find, I'd find out what their schedule was. I waited, and I got to play him some of my music, and he liked it, and he allowed me to start coming to his studio and he was the first person that gave me an opportunity no to wow. work while I was in college. So, nice. Yeah, and, and, and because of that, I didn't, I was also given the, um, the ignorance of not knowing that producers didn't do everything. I thought producers did everything. So mm-hmm. I learned music engineering, I learned songwriting, I learned you know how to play, I learned all of those things because I thought that that's what producers did and the producers I was around, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it worked out great for me later on because I, the one thing I never wanted to do once I took the career seriously was wait on anybody. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to be stuck saying I have a great track, but 
just need you. I just need a great yeah. song. I need <laughs> to find a JQ. I need a You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I didn't want to have to find someone that to allow me the ability to be able to, you know, have my music get out there or whatever. And so fast forward, that's what I was able to do. I, I, I took it, um, I was able to take it to another level, you know, once I graduated and things like that. But a lot of it just started for me. The actual love for music came from a place of pain. So mm -hmm. I'm going to guess Kenny Babyface, mm -hmm. a lot of his attraction to having you come and working with him is that you're multi-instrumental and all that stuff because isn't that kind of where his head is too? Yeah, it, it's great because um, with him and with all of us, it's it's really about coming from a place of being with around people you respect. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to, again, you don't want to have to do everything. The goal of, I believe, of a healthy partnership is that somebody can kind of start taking the some of the weight off of you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like they say, e being unequally yoked. You don't want to be in business or in a relationship or anything where you're carrying all of the weight. And the thing that I think I I think he recognized in me is that he doesn't have to micromanage me. It doesn't have. There's never. Um, a I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't have to I write was there. a song. You were always at this. There were a few people at the studio around yeah. that time, and like I I remember having a conversation with Kenny about mm -hmm. it. And him saying, look, everybody else, I'm putting everybody out. Yeah. He's going to stay. Yeah. Wow, because really? when I get mm -hmm. to the really? studio, he's here. Mm -hmm. When I leave, he's so here. he did sort of a purging and just... Yes. Yeah. Wow. But, and, and, and even after he presented me with the partnership and the company that we started, it was the first conversation I had with him was, I refuse to be a burden. I said, the day we got... From the day we got together, I said, if there's anything that I'm doing that is slowing adding, down. slowing things down or adding weight to your already crazy right. lifestyle and your, you know, and your creative process, just let me know and I'll make sure it'll change and it'll never have, we won't have to have the same argument ever twice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's never been that way. It's always been, I wanted to make sure, and that's what any relationship I even get into. It's like, let's make sure that whatever it is I'm bringing to the table, I'm adding to it. I don't want to ever feel like when I get around someone that I'm taking from them. And that, you know what I mean? You, you get around those artists and they get that all day, every day. I think you guys are just two very special guys. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. You guys don't know, you know, I have so much exposure mm -hmm. in my part of the business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My door is a revolving door. It's, yeah. I'm not like you guys. Yeah. I don't work with one artist on a project. Right. I mean, it's 20 artists in and out a day or something right. like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I get exposed to so many personalities. Mm -hmm. This is not, this is Yeah, you guys hard. are. Yeah. I mean, the, we, the yeah, entitlement, entitlement, yeah. and part of this is also the <laughs> yeah. upper yeah. level. No, I'll get down. The mm. upper level, and you guys may already know this as well. The upper level artists are easy. Oh, it's absolutely. The mid level. Oh yeah. The mid level artists and their entourage that are entitled, yeah. they're demanding, they're afraid their artist isn't being respected, they're yes. afraid they're the, the artist is not being respected, or whatever, and so they become really difficult. And yeah. I can expand on that. Because what you consider to be a mid-level artist usually is the one who started out humble and had a little bit of success. Yes. It's when they come back around mm. that you're like, oh, no. That ego. It's, yeah, it's yeah, but something you know, you about that. that off cycle different. about three times yeah. and the fear of ever being back on cycle. Oh. And that's what puts them that upper level that they start to, like, get their head straight. Oh, yeah. But um, life will humble you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. time will humble you. So it's I, I have personally... If I'm given the opportunity or the option, I'm not gonna work with or be around people that have uh, that bring arrogance into a room, because I've been doing this long enough to know you can't afford it. We got we, we don't have time for that. Well, it's, arrogance is born out of insecurity. Of course, oh, absolutely. And so of those course. that really know their craft and are comfortable with their craft, that just isn't part of. Yeah, their, and you and like you said, they're comfortable with their in their lane. Like when we were able to record Celine Dion, literally we cut the record. She cut the record in three takes. Listen to it through, and was in and out and super sweet and left and goodbye. Then you have other artists that you work with. I've had one artist. <laughs> I've had one artist that cut that fast. Yeah. Jason Aldean. See, really? Yeah. Wow. Like it was one of those where he flew me in, got there. Great to meet you. He sang, and I was so confused as to why I was there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is then all of a sudden vocal producers or producers or other people start to justify their existence by taking things apart instead of standing back and going, yeah, no, we don't do that. He said it and then went, uh, uh, what, what, what should I do now? Go on. Um, <laughs> let's go eat. Let's, yeah. shit. Let's go uh, with the let's, let's sing it. 
Let's yeah. let's sing it one more time to make sure that wasn't a fluke. <laughs> Just for fun. Yeah. And then he sang it again. I was like, bro, I think we we got it. Like, yeah. Like we, we have another, yeah, we have a rule. I know both of us live by this rule when it comes to the the when we're doing songs. It's really song first. Above our egos, mm-hmm. above our agenda, the song has to come first. So whatever has to be done to make this song great, let's do it. And like you said, if if it happens to be that you get those moments with a great vocalist who can cut it in two or three takes and you can be in and out, and we did it great. And if it requires, like he said, if it requires me working up until you get it right because you have the raw materials but maybe you just can't get a lot of it right, then let's do it. But at the end of the day, once it leaves our hands, we can't control it anyway. Right. Once it leaves the studio. Where does it go to you then? Well, I'm saying once it once it's released yeah, to the once public. It's yeah, well, once it goes to the yeah, once it's released to the public, okay. we have very little control over what happens. We don't know if it's going to be successful or not. But will the label want, ever send it back? Sometimes. Yes. Yeah, they have their opinions mm-hmm. of what they want done, and you know, you have a lot of times where you get a lot of people who want to steer ship. Yeah. So, yeah, you deal with that. From but as a vocal producer, a lot of times our job is to be able to translate what, what the it is, A&R is saying, what they're looking yes. for, versus to what it what means, to what it means, and yeah. what we believe in, and how do we, like you said, how do we coach them? To getting yeah. that from because I get that is I get that input from A and R as well. Like, well, I feel like X, Y, and Z, and I go, I don't know what that means. Right, but I'll do my best. To, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so a couple more uh, yeah, questions, um, and this is really going back to where you guys came from. Mm-hmm. So, two questions around that: A, what can you pass like, when you're on the level you guys are on? Mm-hmm. What bits, I mean, this could be technology, this could be performance, but somebody's in the room in Alabama or Mm -hmm. in Denver Mm -hmm. or whatever, and they're trying to get their music out. Mm -hmm. um, What's what's the advice for them as great vocal producers? Am I speaking to an artist or am I speaking to someone that wants to be a vocal producer? Um, Artist. I mean, I think a lot of people that's going to tune in are going to be singers who want to know, how do I get that? And the second question, you can process this one, is, did you ever think those words were going to come out of your mouth as a kid growing up in Denver? When I produced Celine Dion's vocal track (laughs) or some of this stuff. I mean, can you imagine as a kid in Alabama going... You know, I think I'll just produce Beyonce one of these days. No. No. <laughs> no. no. That speaks to how great God is to me. That's how I look at it. So So the second part of that question is what advice and I want this after the, the tech the vocal production, yeah. but what advice got a you know, a little kid growing up in Texas in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and, and I know how that felt growing up in southern Utah, feeling like the music world was way yes. out of my hands. I'll never be a part of it. I mean it's this big Right. It's a big castle that I'm not allowed in. Right. 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 So, but let's go back to uh, what advice to to produce your songs, to produce your vocals from each of you. I'll start. And then go. You can go. Okay. So, I hate when you do that. Because <laughs> no, because yeah. gonna take one. we'll do. <laughs> Every now and then, when we had to, when we had to shoot our video of Vocalize You, we had to cl- shoot a clip of Vocalize You. It was like, oh, I'll go first. It was like, all right, cool. And, and then he like, gets up there start and he says everything that, well, you know, because this and this and this. And then he just kind of looks at me and I'm like, what he said. Great, now well, I got to start over. You can do it together. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll, 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 I'd say first, you got to start with a level of honesty with yourself. Are you really ready or is it that your family thinks you're ready and everybody around you thinks you're just ready and that you were just happen to be the coolest or best singer in your neighborhood, or, or just the city. family has an agenda, right? Well, and, well, Parents. usually you're, you know, as you, it, as when it comes from like your family, you're, they usually just want to be nice to you. I, I think usually their motivation is, oh, I am a little more cynical than you. Yeah, yeah. see, I, yeah, that's, I think that's just because those are at two different levels, right? When you're at home in your room, they're trying to be nice to you. By the time <laughs> they get to you, and they see that the shit could be real. That's different, yeah. Definitely, there's, yeah. there are more agendas. Yes, yeah. But yes. for most of the people that are sitting home in their rooms, yeah, there's you're right. no. You're right. There's hey, no mom, monetary. what do you think of this track? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that sounds yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. the best rap ever. Yeah. So you you have to start with a level of honesty. Really, so don't listen to your mom. Well, Number first, two. yeah, kids, Take, don't listen to your mom. Don't get. First. I said that. Don't get too high. Don't get too low off of opinions. But mm-hmm. be honest with yourself. So you you really have to say, am I? Is my music really ready to be looked at on a professional level as a, as an artist? Do I have a perspective? What is my perspective? Can I explain that to someone, or can I can do I have that song 
that defines who I am from the minute people hear it. I think a perfect example of that recently has been like someone like Lizzo or Alicia Cara mm-hmm. would hear. When you, the very first song that they had that were hits, the minute you heard it, what they said, to me, defined them as an artist yeah. immediately. Specifically mm-hmm. Lizzo. Yeah, wow. she's killing it. And yeah. it, to me, that's great. And she has I a message. She has a message. She has a perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? If, if she never puts out any more music, you know who she is. I know who she is. Exactly. That's the beauty of being yeah. an artist. Yeah. So I would say start with, again, start with being honest about where you're at. Um, work harder than everyone else to be, to perfect your craft. Because there, just because you are in your own bubble, there are 10,000 other kids in their basements doing the exact same thing that you're mm-hmm. doing. So you have to outwork. The one thing they can't do that, that, that you can do better than anyone else that you have a choice in is how much you work at it. So work harder than everyone else. If you're serious about it, work harder than everyone else. So let's say I'm a broke kid. I don't have any money. How do I track? How do I get the best? How do I even figure out how to get my vocals right? See, to me, that's so, you have... We, we all have to start Somewhere. the same way. Yeah. We you know what I mean? And okay, I'm this, just saying these are, this, this point, these are the stomach blocks yeah, that I have. Yeah, so. I'm saying at this point, it's not It's not as difficult it's as it was when to, we were. Yeah. Like my oh, son, I remember, my son has a track on a cassette. Yeah. Yeah. My son has an iPad. My mm-hmm. son showed up in the, in, uh, in the room while I was recording to just play me something that he had, he had downloaded GarageBand and he was recording his own vocals. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so playing around with yeah. all the technology that yeah. we have access yeah. to. Is there, any, is there any tech out there that you recommend? Like, is a really good plug-in or tool? I mean, GarageBand is clearly great. It's free. Yes. You know, I would and have I died think, for that when I, I was 18. We all would. Oh, my gosh. I think GarageBand I saved a whole summer to get to that, f- that Tascam 4 track. Four track. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. And nothing ever sounded uh, good. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that, I would say start with GarageBand or an iPad. Yeah, it's, just build. Yeah. Like, build. that's the thing. None, none of this happens overnight. overnight. Yeah. None of it happens overnight. You have to, if I was going to tell anybody in the room, and it's not anything that anybody ever likes to hear, you know, be you. Like, the only thing, you're... Your individuality. Unless you can be Beyonce, then be Beyonce. But otherwise, be you. Right? <laughs> right. Your individuality <laughs> you is your superpower. <laughs> like your individuality and I'm is kidding, your superpower. But I'm, I'm yeah. on board more than you yeah. can imagine. Like yeah. it's like that. That's one of the things that always confuses me, or doesn't confuse me, because I understand why. But when we have new artists and people that reach out to us, it it's not helpful from a business perspective for you to have made, like, made yourself sound like Beyonce. There is a Beyonce. There's already a Beyonce, yeah. Yeah. Do you? Beyonce wasn't trying to sound like anybody else. Right. Like, she did her thing, and it grew into something else. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you have to, you have to take yourself, you have to take the job seriously, but never take yourself that seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The reality of it is you are going to need really the mm-hmm. thickest skin yeah. mm-hmm. because you are going to be told no Way a million more. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's some of the reasons that some of these uh, artists that we're talking about develop these chips. They yeah. were told no and they were told they'd never be good enough for years and then they get a chance. But they also get hungry because they're like, uh, you're going to tell me no, I'm going to dig in more. But yeah. you, like that's, that's what a I, good thing. That's what I try to tell people. Like you have to. There are, there are so many things you have to love it. Like it can't be. I want to be famous. It okay. can't be. I want to be rich. You have to fucking love it because this music business thing is a different animal. It yes. will fight you back. Yep. It will bite you. It mm-hmm. will kick you. It will scratch you. If you don't know, when we were there, I told somebody, know your why. That will be your most powerful. Mm-hmm. You have to have a why. If you know your why, you have a reason to keep moving forward. Because mm-hmm. be clear, inside of here, they will tell you you're not good enough. They will tell you to change. The second you change, they will tell you you're unoriginal. They will. They, it will not matter. No one will believe you. There's no one will believe in you until yeah. you make it. That's just yeah. really the reality. Yeah. Nothing nothing comes easy. It is, it, Nobody it, cares until somebody else cares. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really interesting how all these people will tell you, oh, no, you need to be more like 
and they try and mold you. And as soon oh, yeah. as you're molded, they're like, hey, you're just not interesting. Like, exactly. it is the kickback. It's the pushback. Yes. That does make you interesting. Absolutely. But, but uh, kind of uh, coming from, I'm, I'm on my own little soapbox here. Yeah. But somebody growing up, and their parents gets latched on to this. They gotta get out of that bubble of what the family thinks. Of course. Meaning, but that's, uh, it goes it's back the to this: hardest. who's working harder and why? I mean, you just have to be out there. You gotta learn to swim on your own. You can't yes. have your parents yeah. or your rich uncle saving you all the time. Right. You just gotta do it. You I have mean, to. There's just the, no. The crazy thing is, like, you have to fall in love, you know, with the process. Mm-hmm. Because the reality of it is, wherever your goal is, I promise you, you're not. It'll it it's. You're not gonna get there. Whatever perfection is, you're not gonna get there. You have to fall in love with the process. Because the reality of it is, all of those no's, all of the people telling you you suck, all of the times that you sit uh-huh. down to write a song and it's fucking terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need that. You mm-hmm. need that. Not only you does it build failure. character, yep. not mm-hmm. only does it build character, and, and not only do you learn what not to do, these are the things that toughen you up. Well, that's what I was going to say. To be able that's, to, because once you, that, that, that bubble around you, a family who wants to protect you from the pain, that's not helping you. No. At no. all. It is no. the failing. It is the pain of, shit, that sucked that I got to do better. Right. That's I, where, that is where it's important. What I tell that's people, what yes. I tell people is, um, like, Think baby steps, and I mean not just little steps. I mean literally baby steps. Like when a baby decides it's time to get up and walk, the baby falls Constantly. forever, yeah. but it never even crosses their mind to stop. They don't even know yes. that that's a choice. Yeah. That's why they succeed. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason you're walking now. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? You have to have that mentality. You gotta it, get to the remote control on the other side of the room. Period. Boom. You're telling jokes, but that's real. It's real. It is it's real. real. That's real. If that is your why, then that is your why. Get there. Right. I think the saddest thing right now, just as an outsider looking in on all this, is is people wanting fame. Yeah. I mean, we, I guess maybe people have always chased that. It's yeah. Not like that's course. new. But now it's publicized and it's and it's well, it's easier access, right? Every, yeah. There's, there's a million points of entry. There's nobody telling you can't be. So. Right. Well, if so and so from the middle of nowhere can be for you know Wearing taking a the sled off to the house and yeah. crashing, mm-hmm. then why can't I be? Yeah. Of course. But so I want to wrap up here, but mm-hmm. one one more thing from both of you. Yeah. Sure. Uh, define in each of your own ways mm-hmm. vocal production. Which, what in, in a paragraph from each of you? Making sure. Making sure the artist is the best A-R-T. version of themselves on the record. In a lot of cases, one one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn was they don't have to do it like I do it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'd get in and no, 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 try it like that. No. They're the artist. They got the deal because they do something. Mm-hmm. So learning how to guide them into being the best version of themselves as opposed to being a version of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Making sure the artist is their best self on the record. How yeah, deep do you go into their lives? Like, are, like you know, like, are you going like, okay, something seems off. You need to be... Like do you, or is it just all in the booth, all in the? No, like, no. Are you, are it you can't be like the. There's the world. you. You are absolutely a therapist as yeah. a vocal producer. Um, there, there has to be a level of trust mm-hmm. that I that is very difficult to explain. Mm-hmm. You know, being vulnerable is not easy for anybody. It's right. hard to tell someone you love you love them. You're scared they won't tell you back. It feels the same when you're in front of the mic. You're wrong. And you're not exactly mm-hmm. sure. They're asking you to do something you don't think you can do. And let's be real. Most of us creatives, most of us artists, are insecure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you fight your whole life to be good enough to then somebody, you stand mm-hmm. up in front of somebody and them tell you to do something that you don't think you can do. Yeah. And I just met you. And now I feel like I'm going to be a fucking weirdo and yeah. loser in front of you. So it's most of the artists that I've worked with, 
I still, at some point in time or another, have conversations with. They may get in the booth and it may be about uh, the song, but for me, if my job, if we're singing a song, if you're singing a song, mm-hmm. that uh, there's a point where you need to be aggressive. And I'll tell you ahead of time, nothing that we're going to do inside of here I ever want you to take personally. But if it is my job t- for to get that aggressive vocal out of you, you I'm going to poke. poke. The bear. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to poke. I'm going to get you there. If you need to be sad, we'll stop for a moment and we'll just delve into getting you in the headspace. That's, to me, that's what, you know, that's, that's the job. art of what yes. we do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cool job. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, to add to what you said, <laughs> um, no, I, vocal producing to me, vocal production to me is um, getting the best performance, just very similar to a movie, getting the best vocal performance you can get out of the artist that you're working with for what the song dictates. Mm-hmm. So, um, and for what you were hired to do. So, same thing with a, as a director in a, in a film. Your job is you've been paid by a production company um, to get an actor put their best performance together for whatever mm-hmm. this particular script dictates. It's the same thing with the music business. Um, if you've been given a great song, or a song period, if you've been given a song, and your job as a producer or vocal producer is to bring out the character of that particular artist, and like you said, of course, add the element of who they are mm-hmm. to that particular song, but get it to a place of production so they can u- ultimately use it for commercial use, which is what you're looking for. So that's what our job is. Yeah. Mm. I do have one more question for you. Yeah, I was going to end right there. <laughs> Who are the other vocal producers out there you guys admire? Kenny is fucking amazing. Yeah, Kenny is great. Watching Kenny work now is still retarded. Uh, DQ is amazing. LaShawn Daniels. Cool Carell. Cook. Uh, LaShawn Daniels. Harvey Mason. Junior, Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have even though Beacox doesn't like doing it. Yeah, he's great. Beacox is very good at it. Yeah. He does not. Uh, like these are the doing best names ever, by the way. There's, <laughs> there's no one right. named Gary or like, yeah, right, right. like Carl. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Gary. Right. He's all right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for spending some time with it. I of mean, course. Absolutely, man. It, it's a little bit like what you were saying the older you get, the less you feel like you know. The longer this interview goes, the more questions <laughs> I have. I know. I have. Oh, I'm about to be clear. I love the questions. Yeah. I love the questions because I. This is something that I wish was around when I was trying to. I'm telling it out. you, me too. Yeah, it's just like, like growing up in the middle of nowhere, going, I'll never be able to connect with those people who mm-hmm. know this, right. and it's it, it, it was it was frustrating, yes. frustrating. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had to find my own adventure to get here and to, to you had to walk through snow, uphill, uphill, yeah. Yeah. both ways, it was hard, <laughs> barefoot, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it is why that it's why I love vocalize you actually. Well, and that's why I love being able to do this podcast with people yeah. because, you know, having my ability to reach people like you. Yeah. I mean, I would have died as a kid to mm. hear from people like you guys, and yeah. so you know, and I want to keep pushing this out to. As many young singers, and that's the reason Vocalize You exists. Yeah, right. just to, to give those kids a chance to come in and interact with that level, so they know where they're supposed to be headed. Exactly. So well, I gotta say, shout outs to you for being for even creating an opportunity like that. And thank you, Big Billy Clack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy. Billy. yeah. You I don't, mean, you don't Billy's see the that world's either. greatest connector on the planet. Oh, no question. What? Absolutely. He's, He's a good hugger. Right. Yeah, yeah he is. He's right. a good hug. So well, he's fair. So I was here. This <laughs> is the last thing I'll say that we can wrap right. up. I was here, I'd known Billy, I met Billy through Daniel Bedingfield at the Soho House. Yeah, and I right, didn't right. know him, whatever. And he, Daniel had said something about me to him. He goes, oh, you know, I may, I've got a singer, maybe you can help us with, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, this is, this is quintessential Billy. The artist comes in two or three times, Billy comes in. After maybe the third session, and they're leaving, Billy gives me a hug and goes, love you, man. And I went, who in this Ooh, business right. says yeah. that? Yeah. Right, I mean, and means it. And means yeah, it. right. That's yeah. the thing. He's not saying it. It's not, yeah. it's not to get something. Right. He's just right. like giving out love. That's oh. him. And I went, okay, I can do this business. Yeah, right. Billy's the best. There's all these people like, oh, this business is full of sharks and blah blah blah. And I go, I don't know that world. Right. The mm-hmm. people I know in this world are way better than the people I know outside this world. Yeah. I feel like most of the sharks and most of because we run into the same thing mm-hmm. now when you uh, people tell you all the time, yo. Yo, don't play that. People will steal your songs. No, bro. 
No, not really. Yeah. I think yeah. once you get in, maybe the people that are hovering outside trying to get into the business are sharks. Mm-hmm. But I think once you get in, without question, you always got to make sure you're on top of your business. Yeah, of course. But yeah. most but the of the people I know, yeah, are not. Can terrible. you imagine being an attorney? Outside, the, I mean, it's that's. I mean, that's what they do for a living. They Absolutely. get up and they they fuck each other over. Exactly. You know, or an agent. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I know a couple oh. of agents. Oh, that that world that, is tough. I mean, I don't know any anybody with just a soft heart that can survive that. I don't know. It's it's. Anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for no, coming no, in. No, absolutely, guys. man. Yeah. Nice and we'll have you. to wrap up two, part two here at some point. Oh, just oh, let but us the cabin, we'll, we'll broadcast yes. from the cabin. Oh, that would be awesome. God. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> got to get to the cabin. We're going to hunker down while it's snowing. Right. And we'll just do it oh. That would be awesome. Yeah. Bro, the All cabin right. is so lit. Magical cabin. So lit. Thank you for having me. Thanks.